In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Christ is in our midst. The parable of the talents, which we heard today in the gospel, is a familiar one for most of us. Many times when we hear this gospel, we hear sermons about lists of specific gifts that people have been given for cooking or teaching or financial gifts, athletic ability, etc. But today, I'd like us to move away from those lists and take a more personalized approach. I'd like us to take the interior perspective. We hear in Genesis, and God said, let us make humanity in our image and likeness. And God formed humanity out of the dust of the ground and breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. There's a gift that every single person has received from God. We've received the gift of being made in his image. God breathed himself into the very fiber and every fiber of our being. And there is no greater gift than this. There is no greater gift than this. And this gift defines us. Why? Because it is in sharing in God's image that we live and move and have our being. Our existence is in Christ. There is in the depths of every human being a light that comes from God. And it connects us with him. Some of the Holy Fathers speak of this in beautiful terms, like St. Gregory Nazianzus, who wrote, The spirit that he breathed into human nature is a flash of the invisible Godhead. I am attached here to this life here below, while also I have within me a portion of the Godhead. The gift that each of us has been given is the image of God inside of us. Sometimes, we don't always feel like our value as his image. Sometimes we feel broken down or ugly, unloved, discouraged, or ashamed. Many of us have even been taught the opposite of this. We've been taught that human nature is defined by its fallenness rather than by its original beauty. Human nature, of course, is fallen, yes, but at the same time, it, remain, it retains its original beauty. That can never be lost from any person. Metropolitan Anthony Bloom, who I've quoted before, says it like this. He says, we are like a damaged icon. But if we were given an icon damaged by time or by circumstance or by human desecration through hatred, would we not still treat that icon with reverence and tenderness? Would we, we would not pay attention primarily to the fact that it's damaged, but to the tragedy of its being damaged. We would con concentrate on what is left of the beauty and not what is lost of the beauty." End quote. Our community knows what this means. Not too long ago, these icons behind me were like this description, weren't they? Covered over years of chemicals from candles and smoke, soot, and dirt, they were darkened, and they didn't fully reflect God's glory. But what did we do? What did you do? We mourned the damage that had endured, that the icons had endured, 
and raise the money to care for those icons, to restore their original beauty. We, didn't, we did not just see dirty old paintings, but we saw something beautiful in need of love and compassion. And you can see the result of that. It's easy for us to look at other people and at ourselves and only see the dirt. When we focus on the damage and forget about the underlying beauty that needs love and compassion, we actively bury the gift that we've been given. This is acting, like the gospel tells us, like the wicked and lazy servant who buried his talent. Or we can choose to be like the faithful servant and engage the gift, cultivate and grow the gift. Metropolitan Anthony continues, quote, We concentrate on what is left of the beauty, not on what is lost of the beauty. This is what we must learn to do with regard to each person as an individual and with regard to groups of people. We must learn to look and look until we've seen the underlying beauty of these people. Only then can we even begin to do something to call out the beauty that is within. Metropolitan Anthony spoke about our perspective towards other people. But we can also add ourselves to his list of examples. We have to look at ourselves with love and see inside us the beauty that Christ sees. We must be compassionate to ourselves the way Christ is compassionate to us. Human life is never defined by the evil that we may do, but by the goodness that's within us and the potential for our personal spiritual growth. The image of God inside us, as we said, can never be destroyed. The image of God is inside each of us, and it can never be destroyed. By its nature, it's impossible for that to happen. It's God. God cannot be destroyed. But it can be covered over with dirt and dust over time. Imagine for a moment how our lives can change. How our lives can change if instead of burying and ignoring the treasure that we've been given, like the unfaithful servant in the parable, what if we made use of that gift? What if we made use of it to invest it, to cultivate it, to be curious about it, to grow it, and to give it purpose and to give it life? This is the point of of all spirituality to go within ourselves and encounter the presence of the divine inside of us. We spoke earlier about icons. The word icon means image. And within you is not just any image, but the image of God himself. With a little love and a little compassion, we also can restore that image, no matter how covered it may be just like these icons next to me were covered and were uncovered, so can our hearts. Once we encounter and care for the gift that resides inside of us, only then can we be the good and faithful servant and together with everyone enter into the abounding joy of our Lord, both in the present age and in the age to come. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.